Welcome to the EQFit Podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. Emotions. We all have emotions. How much do you think about the emotions you have? Okay, I know you experience them. I know you have emotions that are generated by things that you observe or, or things that you think about. You probably think a lot about those when they happen. But I'm asking a bit of a different question here. How much do you consider the following things? What is the emotion or the emotions I'm having right now? Where did it come from? Where did those emotions come from? What is the information that the emotion or emotions are sending me? What impact is it having on me? Is it holding me back? Is it helping me move forward? I think those are really important questions to ask when we talk about emotions and as we kind of start to unwrap this next set of episodes, we're talking about different competencies of emotional intelligence. And there's a reason for this. I'm reading a lot of different books right now, some on growing your own business and scaling it, some on soft skills gaps, uh, some on why organizational health is so important to an organization, and some just personal development books around ourselves, how we develop and learn and grow. And, and of course, if you know me at all by now, I'm diving deep into the neuroscience of things. But the next eight episodes, I want to share eight competencies of emotional intelligence that I think are really important in a very practical way. Because one of the books I'm reading right now is a book by Bruce Tulgan, T-U-L-G-A-N, called Bridging the Soft Skills Gap, How to Teach the Missing Basics to the New Hybrid Workforce. I know, at first, it's kind of a long title, but it really intrigued me because there are a whole lot more soft skills than you think. And I'm going to weave that into the next eight episodes because one of the key soft skills is emotional intelligence. It is by far the skill set most predictive of success, two to four times more predictive of success than IQ is. But it's so much more than that. It's living a more enjoyable life. It's reaching higher levels of success. It's leading other people well. And when we think about soft skills, we need to think about more than just, well, let me ask you this question. If I said soft skills, what are you thinking right now? How can I relate to somebody else? Can I communicate, maybe practice empathy with them? Yes, great. Those are soft skills. 
But guess what else are soft skills? Critical thinking, problem solving, professionalism, work ethic, the ability to show up on time and communicate well with others, not just in a relationship, but in every kind of setting. And then we get into an entire realm of working with other people, teamwork, cohesion, collaboration, communication in that sense. No wonder soft skills are absolutely critical to success. The cool thing about that is underneath all of those soft skills that I just mentioned, the cognitive skills of critical thinking, problem solving, making good decisions, communicating well, collaborating well, even creativity and innovation, all of those are soft skills. They're not technical skills. And all of those are directly impacted by emotional intelligence. As a matter of fact, the higher the emotional intelligence, the greater possibility of success with those soft skills. Because you're going to have the foundation that you need to be able to learn and grow in those soft skills. And that's a huge gap in the workplace right now. It's a huge gap in our world right now. When we're seeing EQ scores declining around the globe, when we're seeing so much additional emotional burden and load and stress on people, all of this is impacting all of us. So now more than ever, emotional intelligence, competencies, and skills are critical to living the lives that we want to live. And that's why I'm starting this first episode of this eight EQ competency episodes with what I call emotional literacy. How do we enhance our emotional literacy? Now, I am taking these out of the six seconds and if you want to look at their website, it's the number six seconds.org. Think about these skills, these competencies as muscles that you go to the gym and work out because that's exactly what they are. These are things you have to practice and learn about to develop. And that's, I've got that backwards. Learn about it first, but then practice it because without learning and practice, you're not really going to get good at it. So what I just walked you through, what are the emotions you're having? Where did they come from? What information are they sending you? What impact are they having on you? Are they holding you back or helping you move forward? That's a simple exercise, but with a profound impact. If we do not navigate our emotions well, what happens? I'm sure you've experienced that. You've seen it in other people. If we don't navigate our emotions well, you either get people who are shut down and locked down, and eventually probably the emotions come out in a way we don't want them to, because putting that under pressure, that's going to happen. Or people are just going off on other people. They're just angry and and upset and frustrated and they're wearing their emotions on their sleeves and their emotions are driving them instead of them navigating their emotions. Here's something that I learned quite a few years ago. 
by naming the emotion, actually naming the emotion, we can gain better insight into why we're having it. And then we can be more intentional about what we do with those emotions. So let's talk about that. How do we navigate emotions? Think of navigating a narrow canal where there may be rocks under the water or, or things that you don't want to run into. You know, you don't want to run your ship aground. So how do you do that? Well, you're very careful about it. You navigate through that narrow opening and then you can get into open waters again where it's smooth sailing. How do we do that for our emotions? It starts with being able to identify the emotion. And there's a great example I like to use when I talk about this. Think about an escalator. You know, you get on an escalator and you stand there and it takes you up to the next floor. Well, in this case, I want you to think about what I call the anger escalator. So the emotion of anger. When you first get on that anger escalator, the original emotion might be something like annoyance. I'm a little bit of an annoyed at something. But then it starts to escalate. It starts to go up. Annoyance turns into frustration. Frustration moves to anger. Anger moves to being livid. Then you hit the top of the escalator, which is rage. Notice as you go up the anger escalator, the intensity of the emotion increases. And something else has happening at the same time. When you reach rage, you have reached a point where the emotion is taking over. Your choices will probably be less intentional and the consequences could very well be more severe. But naming the emotion that you're having, and there's a phrase out there called name it and tame it. So you can tame some of those emotions that may not give you the outcomes you want if you let them run wild, so to speak. But if you name it, you can tame it. So do you know what you're feeling? I just happen to be looking at uh, what's called a Plutchik's emotion chart. And it's got many, many, many different emotions on it. I just want to read you one section. Think of a, a section like a, a section when you cut a pie into different slices. This is one slice of the pie. Well, the overarching emotion is anger. But let me read you some of the other emotions that anger can turn into or that lead to anger. That's probably a better way to say that. You can be let down or humiliated or bitter or mad, aggressive, frustrated, distant, critical. Then we move to a further layer, further outside, kind of at the crust end of the pie. Betrayed, resentful, disrespected, ridiculed, indignant, violated, furious, jealous, provoked, hostile, infuriated, annoyed, withdrawn, numb, skeptical, dismissive. Those are all emotions related to anger. 
Now, why do I share that with you? Simply because each emotion has a specific impact. Being able to name the emotion you're having gives you power over that emotion, gives you the ability to better navigate through that emotion that you're having. Isn't it amazing how many different emotions there are? And each one of these has a specific purpose. And I just read you one of the slices of the pie, what I'll call the anger slice. There are actually six other slices of this pie. Fearful, bad, surprised, happy, sad, and disgusted. And every one of those has a lot of additional emotions attached to them. So think about emotions as energy and information. What do I mean by that? Emotions impact your energy. They give you information. So they're impacting your energy. They're giving you some information. How do emotions impact your energy? Usually they either give you energy or they drain energy away from you. How do they give you information? An emotion is a direct result of something you're experiencing, either a thought or maybe it's something you observe. Emotions are generated as a result of that thought or that observation. The emotion is trying to tell you something. And the type of emotion will give you a clue as to the information your brain is trying to communicate with you. That is the start to how we name it and tame it. Have you ever walked into a place where you immediately felt either uncomfortable or even threatened? Both of those are emotions, by the way. Both of those are telling you something is not right or maybe not right for you. Both of those are telling you you might want to leave. The intensity is what is different between those two emotions. Feeling uncomfortable is one thing. Feeling threatened is an entirely different matter. If you have ever experienced this, what did you do? I know when I've experienced those emotions, I quickly reconsider whether I should be in that place or not. If I feel threatened... I remove myself as rapidly as possible. Somebody said to me the other day, Steve, there sure are a lot of negative emotions or bad emotions. That's an interesting thought. Are emotions bad? Are they negative? I hear a lot of people talking about that. But is that really true? Can emotions be bad or negative? Can they be good or positive? Think about it this way. Consider fear. Would you consider fear a bad or a negative emotion? I can think of situations where fear is a positive emotional driver. If you were to step out on the street 
and realize a vehicle was coming directly at you at high speed, what does that fear do for you in that moment? It gives you important information, a huge burst of adrenaline or energy, and it kicks in your survival instincts to get out of the way. All of that happens in fractions of a second. Fear is closely tied to our survival brain. So that goes back to the question, are emotions good or bad? Are they positive or negative? And I'm not sure that's as important as paying attention to what that emotion is trying to tell you. There's a reason for it. Have you ever walked into a room of people and just felt the mood? Now, that last part of that sentence is all about emotions. Felt the mood. You know what's going on there? We all have these things in our brains called mirror neurons, just like you're looking at your face in a mirror. But these mirror neurons in our brain are actually our emotional radar picking up the emotions from other people, helping us to understand what other people are feeling in that situation. And if you've ever noticed emotions are contagious, we see that a lot. If we think something is funny and we start laughing at it, other people start laughing and then our laughter creates other laughter and we, we've got joy and fun and all kinds of cool stuff going on. Emotions are very contagious just as much as fear could be very contagious. Any emotion can be contagious. So this is the way our brain is working to help us identify and understand what we're feeling, what other people are feeling, and then give us information about that so that we can do something about it. And maybe it's as simple as laugh along with the other people, enjoy the joke, enjoy the comedy or the humor, whatever is going on, or it could be something more serious. I'm not going to argue with people. If you want to think emotions are good or bad or positive or negative, you know, that's fine. That's not the point. I will ask that you go beyond just labeling the emotion that way. Why? Because emotions are the conduit our brains use to impress something upon us. It's important that we listen to our emotions. And then you can ask yourself questions like, is this important? Is it urgent? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But that's where you connect the emotional part of your brain with the rational part of your brain so that you can make better decisions and get better outcomes. Emotions are there for a reason. They're there for us to enjoy life more. They're there for us to survive <laughs> when we are in a difficult or, or life-threatening situation or harm might come to us. Emotions will give us the energy we need to do the things we need to do to survive and to thrive and to enjoy life and with emotional intelligence be more successful.
get back to what I was talking about earlier, emotional literacy. If you want to understand your emotions and the impact that they're having on you, and this is really, really important. I just want to stop for a minute. This is really important for your personal development, for your professional development. The biggest roadblocks come out of emotional responses to certain things that happen to us in life. So if you want to succeed more, be more satisfied, enjoy life more, have more well-being and balance and all of those kinds of things, then having greater emotional intelligence and in this case, greater emotional literacy, understanding what emotions are and, and what their impact is on you and then what you can do with that understanding and that insight. These are critical skills. And I'll tie this back into what I talked about earlier when I was mentioning soft skills. Why do some people deal well with certain things where others don't? There's, there are so many things in life that are impacted by our either reactions or responses. Response is a more considered approach, usually getting better outcomes. If you want to understand your emotions and the impact they're having on you, it's important to grow your emotional literacy. So I want you to think of this as you enter a library where every emotion has its very own book. So remember all those emotions that I read off to you times about six or seven, because it's just so many different types of emotions. Think of getting in this emotion library and every emotion has its own book. Reading that emotions book helps you to understand it, to identify it when it happens, and to learn how it uniquely impacts you. And I use that term uniquely. We don't all react or we're not all impacted in exactly the same way with the same emotion. We're not robots. Different things hit us in different ways. So the more we can read that emotions book and learn about it, the better prepared we're going to be than to gain insight into it and to navigate those emotions. Then there's other books that talk about more complex sets of emotions. These books focus on times when you have multiple emotions happening at the same time. The more you learn about your emotions, the better you can navigate them. So strengthening this skill of EQ allows you to gain more insight into yourself, what we call self-awareness, and better understand your behavior your patterns, the way that you're acting in certain situations. This builds confidence and it builds a sense of mastery. Think about that. The more you can understand and be self-aware of what is the emotion I'm having? How is it impacting me? What can I do with it? If I want to change something, because I understand it, I can change it. That's going to give you more confidence and it's also going to help you feel like you're mastering the navigating of those emotions. 
The more you can feel confident in navigating your emotions, the more intentional you can be with your choices. The better your choices, the better your outcomes. You can see the sequence, right? And it, it's, it works. It's proven neuroscience. It works. So let's take a minute just to reflect on this competency of enhancing emotional literacy. Think about times when you struggled to understand how you were feeling. Then I want you to think about times when you struggled to understand why you had a certain emotion or set of emotions. Sometimes I think we feel something and we're not sure why we're feeling it. That's, it's just as important to understand the why as it is the what. The more you can explore these situations, the more insight you can gain, and the more you can better manage emotions and be more intentional with your choices. This has a massive impact on some very important parts of your life. Well-being, balance, effectiveness, relationships. Those are just four of the outcomes that are greatly impacted by how well you navigate emotions. We all want to have those things in our lives. We want to feel a sense of well-being and balance in our lives. We want to feel like we're being effective. We want to have good relationships. Let me ask you some questions here. Do you feel overwhelmed at times? I do. You probably do too. Do you want to feel overwhelmed less often? I think that's a fair question to ask ourselves. Would you like to have a greater sense of control in times when emotions are escalated? Would you like to change the emotional reaction you have to certain situations or to certain people? I think the answer to all those questions for most of us is yes. We would like to get into that better place. And if you answered yes to any of these questions, then growing your emotional literacy is a path to greater success and greater satisfaction in life, in work, in relationships, in everything you do. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.